Fuck pain. Fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. From the multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Dows Podcast. Tonight, it's time for another Rich and Bellelli chat. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Daniele sees patterns in his reoccurring dark episodes. We have no idea what anybody else is going through, and no one thinks they are the bad guy. You have no fault for the shit people have done to you. It was not your fault. Photo albums, mountain lions, and only where there are graves are the resurrection. Here we go. And now, asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Bolelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, Batten down the hatches and prepare to open your mind for the Drunken Dows podcast begins now. Welcome back, everybody. Another fine episode of the Drunken Dows podcast, episode 207. Once again, in the lovely fall atmosphere of the secret location in Ojai. Next to me is Daniele Bellelli. Good day, good sir. How quickly things change. It wasn't fall when we recorded the actual episode, but it suddenly became fall now that we are recording the intro just a few days later. That is absolutely correct. And it's just as nice as it could possibly be here in the dappled sunlight. Indeed. So let's get things rolling by saying thank you to Sure Design T-shirts for mm-hmm. their enduring support of us. We deeply appreciate it. Check out SureDesignT-shirts.com for the this incredibly beautiful design that they put on the softest cutout you can imagine. I just recently had the pleasure of listening again to the three-hour compilation of Duncan Trussell short design ads that are <laughs> one of the greatest things that ever <laughs> produced by mankind. But yes... Thank you to uh, grasslandbeef.com for providing us with some of their incredibly tasty products. Oh, man. The the London broil went down again. The bones haven't happened yet, but I think that's going to be this weekend. That's coming. It's a perfect fall uh, weather kind of stuff. Yeah, this is the time for stews and things like that. Absolutely. We're getting a little chilly. Uh, thank you to zebraathletics.com for the mats sitting in my garage that allow me to... Uh, hey, speaking of which, thanks to the glorious training on those mats, I just picked up a black belt in judo, so that counts for something. So, And how, did, how does that feel? Feels great. You know, your skills don't change because they change the color around your waist, but it sure is uh, It's fun. You know, it's a little pat on the back. That's a nice thing. It means you don't totally and completely suck at this game, which is better than the alternative. Do you have black belts in anything else? I have a black belt, a very fancy sounding eight degree black belt in something called Kung Fu Sansu or like the, it's a Southern Chinese family system. And I think I'm inching pretty damn close to a black belt in Jiu Jitsu coming up soon. Nice. So that would be a, a trifecta that would make it kind of cool. So, But I always like judo. I never thought I was particularly good at it. I still don't think I'm particularly good at it, but at least I'm mildly competent. You're fooling somebody. Sense. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> hey, I, I got to trick someone. That works. So so that was fun. That's awesome. 
And of course, thank you to Aum Cellars and MateraWines.com, both of them helping keep the drunk into the drunken Taoist. That is deeply, deeply appreciated. Who else do we need to say thank you to? A few folks who parted with their hard-earned money by donating to paypal.me forward slash dbolelli. Again, paypal.me forward slash dbolelli. Let's go with our list. Let the pottering begin. Thank you to Stephen Rados, Donald Chip Witten, Lane Raper, William Moraya, Yanni Linnima, Luis Pesquera, Jesse Rantakangas, Clayton Payne, Austin Stilwell, Aaron Weisner, Brian Nochey, Jonathan Waterloo, Stephen McKee, Federico Rossi, Christopher Parcel, Ross Cranham, Frederick Hahn. You guys are all absolutely my heroes for doing such a thing as supporting free podcasting, which is a really sweet thing since there's no reward other than having your name butchered on the show <laughs> and uh but you did it anyway speaking of no reward kiva.org hundred and eighty thousand dollars in loans put out by your own fellow listeners join us loan get repaid loan again and then have a good feeling about having helped somebody out uh, so it's not nothing and a matter of fact it probably is Something pretty decent. Yes, good feelings count for something. Counts for a lot, actually. Especially these days. Way more than, uh, yeah. So when we say nothing, it's it's nothing if you measure things purely material terms. Anything else? Okay, use our Amazon link, please. Especially what is now October. People are going to be start shopping for Christmas stuff soon. So please remember to use our Amazon link for your purchases. dbamazing.com. Again, the letter D, the letter B, the word amazing.com. Automatically take you to the spot that will give us a cut from your purchases, which help us out and doesn't cost you an extra dime. I think we're ready to roll, right? Here we go. Let's do this. So I have both my cats get fixed this week. We have kittens. Yep. Probably not a grand plan, but they're fabulous and we're hooked and that's all there is to it. And the little girl went first. That was last week. And they tell you, keep them still. Make sure they don't climb or play. Right. Right. How how are you going to organize that? Of course. So she didn't stay still and she did not play or climb at all. Very well at all. Of course. She seems to have survived it. And um, poor little Chuck, he got his nuts taken off. Always, um, it's a tough one, but it's a good look. They kind of shave their ass down, so he's got this bald streak around his tail. Poor bastard. I think it might catch on. No, and I don't think he knows what he lost. And we actually, we are of the thought that wait till five months, so at least they've had some hormones course through. He's right. obviously all testosterone by that point anyway. But the odd thing was, when we brought him home, scared to death loopy as shit on whatever they put him down with um the girl cat was like <sighs> and they've been constant companions and pals and now they hate each other i think she smelled the vet on him oh, yeah. is all i could come up with right and it seems to be better this morning but these two hadn't really hissed at each other a moment poor bastards so that 
can be fun. I hope they'll work it out. I'll tell you a cat story. I love cat stories. Uh, well, a big cat story. Yeah. I saw um, some camera footage. I think it was outside of a bank, like two miles away from here. Uh-huh. Where early in the morning, is like 6.30 in the morning, something like that. There's uh, You can see this lady jogging on the street. And Bobcat. right behind the bush, there's a mountain lion oh. that is as big as it gets. I mean, it's not like a oh, kind of mountain lion, little. He looks like a lion. He looks like a big damn thing. And he just, the lady never even saw him. Just kept running, la la, listening to her music. And the mountain lion was just right behind the bush. You can see him. You can see him walk along and go behind the bush when he hears the jogger. And then he hides there, and he's just looking at her, thinking about it. So if he'd wanted to. And, uh, man, that was a s- interesting, like, made me think a little bit about my nightly walks and think, you're like, there are some interesting animals out here. You know, in, in Italy, you grow up in Italy, like, if you run into a squirrel, it's like the most exotic thing you ever <laughs> see, right? So it's like a mountain lion. That's a bit of a different story. That's pretty awesome, though. It is cool that, I mean, L.A. is the only large city that has it, one of its major predatory animals still with us. Yeah, even not so long ago, I I read on local news that, like, somebody had their goats out. A couple of goats went to the happy pastors in the sky, (laughs) thanks to to the mountain lion, because, yeah, they are there for real. They're doing their thing. I don't know. I think they're outstanding. We're actually building a bridge over the 101 so that two separate pods of them can mix and exchange their genetics. No, they have been doing uh, oddly well, which... But let me... Okay, I'm going to try... Today is going to be interesting for multiple reasons, but among them, I'm going to try really hard not to bum anyone out, and I think we can succeed. Okay. Uh, Let me preface this way. It's sometimes when I'm going through shit, it feels like I, it feels somewhat self-indulgent to talk about it or to bring shit up or to do, but every single time I do it, I get more responses from people saying, oh man, that helped me so much because I'm going through the same shit and it helps to hear somebody else do it. Or maybe, you know, I like your stuff and so to hear that somebody I like can deal with the same shit and goes through it and I was like okay so maybe it's worth it so this is another round of our world tour that we go through on a regular basis <laughs> on Drunken Taoist stuff Daniele hits a wall I'm gonna play my frog sound for that yeah okay that's Daniele hitting the wall he's dodging yes. it yes <laughs> the, yeah it's interesting man it's like I mean I've always been uh, I think I've always been mildly bipolar, never diagnosed or anything, but like I do, let's put it that way. I don't know if it fits in any official diagnosis or not, but I do have, uh, I've always been fairly extreme in terms of emotions. I would have real super highs, I would have real super lows all the time, right? And that's kind of just how I grew up. But then, like, the last 10 years in the face of various traumas happening and shit, I go through... Like it's like a cycle, right? On a regular basis, I'll wake up one day and I feel it's the weirdest physical feeling ever because it's not that I can point to it and say, oh, I'm feeling sick here or this feels like pain or none of that, right? Right. It just feels like somebody just put your head underwater and you're trying to come up for air, but you 
quite can't, but you're not dying either. So you're just there with your head underwater, feeling like you're getting waterboarded, but not quite. Wow. And it can go on for days, weeks. In the past, it went on for many weeks sometime. And of course, what would happen is that on an absolutely regular basis, I'll be like, I'm dying. Something horrible is happening. Let's do blood tests. Let's do this. Let's do that. And of course, every single time, it's not that. But in the meantime, I think I also prolonged this phase by a lot by adding anxiety on top of whatever the original problem is, right? Now I kind of realize I see patterns, you know, when you only have to go through back. 307 <laughs> times before you see like, oh, mm, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> and uh, and so I mostly don't add the extra anxiety on top of it because I'm like, OK, we know what's up. Uh, it lasts for a while, then it goes away and and it goes away. It's also like that. Like someday you'll wake up and suddenly you feel great for no good reason. Wow. But while it lasts, it fucking sucks. You know, it just. Uh, it, now, so there's that that I think is trauma induced than just dealing with it somehow. And then I realized another thing that, I mean, this was kind of comical in a way, but I had um, I had a moment where I was like, man, why am I feeling like crap? You know, I keep feeling like I have no energy. I'm always tired. I feel this like getting waterboarded kind of shit. What's going on? And then, you know, I start thinking about where my head has been too. Because sometimes it happens with no connection to any thoughts. But I think about lately and I'm like, Okay, so I've been spending, I had a great idea of rereading all of my father's books back to back to back, which of course- What could that possibly bring up? Bring up just a <laughs> few emotions. So some days I wake up, I'm like, it's 10 a.m. and I'm like, can I start drinking now? Or And I don't, because I understand that that creates more problem than it solves, but you know, the impulse is there. Well, we were all I, allowed to do it last year, so that, that caused right? trouble too. I muse about like, man, I know more people who are dead that are alive, all this shit feels. So, you know, there are all these thoughts and then I'm like, huh, I really don't understand why I'm feeling with no energy and kind of out of sorts. And it's like, oh, wait, oh, I kind of see the point here. Well, there is something when you go through the old family album and you're in a picture and it's like, wow, everyone in this photo. Yep is gone oh yeah it's at me <laughs> right yeah there's that and you know if you do that when you're 75 no, but even you now, should I mean, expect it yes, right absolutely, it's how it is we're deep into it now but it's not like we ain't in 20. your 40s what the fuck yeah. you know well, i'm in my 50s well now, so you're you're officially pretty, pretty 51 now, oh wow check and you that out. went by so fast it it frightened me yeah it was like whoa Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> and, and oddly enough, I noticed that, um, you know, one thing I always said is I have a crazy memory where I could remember, I never remember anybody's name, but I remember dialogue. I remember like, I can remember entire dialogues of who said what, who was sitting where from when I was eight years old. How is that remembered? Is it remembered as the actual event and the dialogue going, or is it almost like it's been no, written I can, down? No, I can see the person's face. I can remember the words being said. I have like I have pretty strong memory when it comes to some stuff. But I'm also thinking that may not... 
in this particular instance, it's not very helpful because I'm noticing lately that like not only bad memories, of course, bring sadness, right. but also happy memory brings sadness because I feel like I'm pissed that I don't have them anymore. I'm pissed that they are gone. I'm pissed that they only exist as memories. And so there's, uh, in one case, I'm mad. In the other one, it's just melancholic. It's just this feeling of, uh, so it kind of like, do you ever hear that um, audio slave song, uh, Doesn't Remind Me? I don't think I know that one. There, it's a great song. I think it's called Doesn't Remind Me. I'm going to Google it as we speak. Audio slave. Do, yep, doesn't remind me. Fantastic song, by the way. And the whole premise is like how he wants to do this weird shit uh, because doing those things doesn't remi- doesn't bring up any memories kind of thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of getting it. I see the point of that. Cause, uh, so that explains the underwear on the outside of the pants. Right. So there's, uh, yeah, to go out and be <laughs> as weird as you can because at <laughs> least it doesn't remind you of shit. But... So that's part of the story, is Daniele and this uh, regular bullshit. An interesting one was the other side of it, which was um, one week was particularly bad. It's like I had it on, and, and, you know, I'm there. I'm like, okay, just let the wave go over you. It will pass. But, you know, by day five, you're like, can you pass already? Because this sucks, you know? And uh, and one night I realized both I saw Isabella and Savannah that for days they've been super supportive and nice and sweet. And I see both of them and they are bummed out and they are sad. And I am and I realize my mood is fucking them up. Right. Sure. And I kid you not, my mood changed in seven seconds. Really? I went from misery pit to dial it the other way went click and it went nope we're not doing this shit no more and uh, the next day i woke up and i was fine now except they were bummed out for six days then, yeah so. no no i i work the next day about like <laughs> come on guys you too we can do this you know the, <laughs> and i don't i mean i'm not flexing about like oh because i'm so great that i could do that first if i'm so great maybe i shouldn't just bum them out in the first place but second also the fact is no i mean i'm glad it worked out that way but of course there are a bunch of people who is not like they care for their loved ones any less and they still can't make that click so i take it more as a you know, if I was on a, um, I won't mention, but on some uh, podcast that push self-help ideas, where it's like, you see, Turn the this switch. is what you do when you're a man. Turn you know? the switch. I'm more the, I thank my stars that it worked out that way, because um, I don't fucking know. I mean, is it me? Is it just luck? Is it, I don't know. I just. I'm thankful when it works that way and it sucks when it doesn't. I don't beat myself up or I think any less of somebody if they can't turn the, turn it and make it click. And by the same token, I don't think I'm that great because it click is like, let's just take it for, let's just be thankful for it and let's forget about the rest. Well, it's great that the anxiety didn't flare up as bad this time. Though. That yeah. had to be helpful. Yeah, that had. And I think, again, being through it 512 times tend to help because... You can only convince yourself that it's the end of the world so many times before you start laughing at yourself. It's yeah. like, do you remember the other XXXXXXX number of times when you did the exact same thing, you felt the exact same way? And 
all of that. So it's. I found the best way to handle it is just it is coming, so don't worry about it. Yeah, it's. Which is silly, but. No, mental is great. Um, physical is weird because yeah. when you feel this lack of energy, when you feel that anything takes tremendous amount of effort, and and again that weird feeling that I cannot explain, but you don't feel like you're you feel like you're you underwater kind of feeling. It really sucks. So while you can say, eh, I'll let it roll over me, in the meantime, you are paying a price physically. And Physiologically, what does that mean that, that, that thoughts can have that sort of, right? you know, can reach into reality, for the lack of a better word? Very deeply into That's it. That's amazing, so. isn't it? And I'm actually, this. I, I, don't quote me on it because it may be complete bullshit, but maybe not. I've noticed a pattern lately with uh, full moon. Like the week before full moon, I tend to be worse off than the rest of the time. More Like when shit hits around that time tend to be more likely. Let's put it that way. So Bellelli has his own lunar cycle. So I guess so. I'm on my period. <laughs> <laughs> I get one good week after the full moon and then the other three are. <laughs> oh, shit. One, out of th- one out of four ain't the worst. Right. But... But inspired by all these weird events, um, I'll read you something that has been uh, has been one of my favorite passages in all of literature. It's, um It's a Nietzsche thing from Das Buch Zarathustra. And of course, as I mentioned before, I think, the English translations of Nietzsche are so fucking awful that I don't even know how can, how can anybody read it in English. Yeah, it's tough to read. It's horrible. It's heavy language, King James bullshit. Half of the time, I mean, Isabella was a vocabulary of, like, pretty much she's a walking vocabulary. She knows every word in the universe. She was like, what the hell does this mean? What the hell? Because they use these really archaic terms that take you off the passages. So. So anytime I want to quote something, I have to go through it, look at the Italian version and clean it up. So, so this is my cleaned up version of this passage from uh, Das Poc Zarathustra. The Daniele version. It's the Daniele version that uh, if somebody actually paid me to do the whole thing, I think Nietzsche would sound a lot better at that point. Cause, oh, I think we're onto something. Cause the, I find it dreadful. I've tried many times. And it's H.P. Lovecraft is another one where... Supposed to be a genius and ideas are mighty, but I cannot parse it. Fucking awful in English. It's just, I can't either. Like, I look at it at the English translation, I'm like, what is this shit? And then I read it in Italian, I'm like, oh, my old friend, this is wonderful, (laughs) you know? So let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. Tell me if this one sounds doable or it's still a little on the heavy side. I'm sure it's going to be a little heavy. Well, I mean, heavy, sure, but... You know, epic versus just dance and <laughs> trouble to get through. The dusty ghost of academia. So here we go. And once I wanted to dance, as I'd never yet danced before, beyond all heavens did I want to dance. And then you corrupted my favorite singer, and he struck up an awful melancholic melody. Murderous singer, instrument of evil, most innocent. I was ready for my greatest dance, and you kill my ecstasy with your tune. Only in dancing do I know how to speak the essence of the highest things. And now the greatest essence is stuck, unspoken in my limbs. Unspoken and unrealized is my highest hope. All the visions and consolations of my youth died in that moment. 
how did I bear it? So this is the preamble to me for when we got to the good stuff. How did I bear it? How did I survive and overcome these wounds? How did my soul rise again out of those graves? Yes, something invulnerable, unburiable is in me. Something that can break the strongest rock. It is called my will. Silent and unchanged, it carries on through the years. It walks with me, my old will. Hard of heart is its nature and invulnerable. You live here within me, you who can bear anything. You have always clawed a path through any tomb. In you still lives what remain unrealized in my youth. And as life and youth, you sit here, hopeful, on the yellow ruins of graves. Yes, you can still break through all graves for me. Hail to you, my will. And only where there are graves are there resurrections. See, that's poetry. I love this. Yeah. That's not what I'm still the, No, the way they read it is a singer is minstrel. It's like, minstrel? What the fuck is that? <laughs> There's, they use all sorts of... They're trying of, to be fancy um, with their... No, uh, unspoken is my highest hope. Boy, that's a bummer. Yeah. I think that's what I dig because I relate to both parts. I relate to the really got kicked in the balls, this fucking hurts part at the beginning. But because particularly that's so heavy, it makes even deeper the next part where it's like, you know what? I know this all too well and I'm still clawing my way out of this thing that's burying me down. And man, that feels good. It's many ways it's, uh, you know, how do we start? Fuck pain, fuck heartbreak, I'm still in love with life. That's pretty much it right there, right? Yeah. It's the same concept. Is is not denying the horror of some stuff, but it's like, I'm, fuck you, I'm coming through anyway. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Yeah, which is rather satisfying. When it works, it feels really damn good. Yeah. Look what we get to experience, man. It's I love it. That's why it's... Um, and there are bad days, but man, oh, yeah. those who can't appreciate the decent ones, yeah. I feel so sorry for. And that's where I think, uh, kind of connected to what we are saying about the, you know, follow the seven steps to be a true hero, like, just like I did it, you know, because I was like you one day, and then I just toughened up, and like, fuck you already. <laughs> um <laughs> However, while fuck you already to that kind of oversimplistic narrative, there is something powerful, I think, for people who go through shit to show this is how it worked for me this one time. I make no promises that it worked for me another time, and I definitely make no promises that it works for you. But maybe, just maybe, there's something there that you can find that helps you make that click. It's on, hope, man. If, yeah. if it worked for you, maybe it'll work for me. Right? There's and I'm that. sure what the snake old man's doing as well. But Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's interesting to me. Like when I think about all those cases of, um, you know, the Robin Williams of the world, right? The Anthony Bourdain. Right. Great. There's some serious power in them as human beings. There's an intensity. There's a great soul there, right? Yeah. And it's not like they don't love their kids. 
It's not like they don't care for their loved ones. Because that's what pissed me off about this kind of narrative, the way it spans some time. It's like, you know, I was struggling and then suddenly I looked into the eyes of my loved ones and I remember I need to be a real man and I can... And He agrees. <laughs> yes, we got... Special guest today, Barking Dog Next Door. While I do believe that there's something that each and every one of us can do for ourselves, there is an element where it's like, dude, just step up and do what needs to be done. Uh, do the minimum things in your day-to-day -day life that can help open the door to something else. Try to, you know, there are some habits, you know, maybe don't start drinking whiskey at 10 in the morning, maybe exercise, maybe do... Now, none of those things are the solution to all your problems. Of course, they are not. But there are some steps that are healthier than others, and yeah. if you can push yourself even when you don't feel like it to make them happen, great. But at the same time, I really resent this narrative of, like, it's all within your control. Because the reality is that you don't fucking know what anybody else goes through, you know? And I refuse to believe that when you look at the cases of the Bordwain or Robin Williams of the world, is because what? Because they are weak? Because they are not? Fuck you. You know, it's Those like, fellas never struck me as weak in no, any way. No, you just don't know what somebody... Just be thankful each and every time that it works for you, that you can do whatever it is that you do to feel good and, uh, and it works for you. Yeah. Just thank your stars. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's the stars in the universe. Whatever the fuck it is. But just be thankful and leave it at that. Well, especially when you see the opposite displayed. Um, those... Olympic gymnasts mm -hmm. going before Congress, telling their stories. How do monsters like that get to to exist? Of course. So well, there's that's people like that too. So that's like the whole. There's people that inflict this sort of shit on their fellow man. Well, that's another one that I've been. I mean, I think I'm sure we all have the same experience. Like if you talk to people and you are, you create a comfortable enough environment that people will be a little more real with you and tell you the real shit. The number of people who have been abused in one way or another, usually as kids, but not always, is insane. It's like the number of people who just are heavily scarred because of shit that somebody else has done in their life at a very delicate time. Yep. Man, it's nuts. It's like, is there anyone who has a dis Jesus Christ? Like, you are so many of these things. They are like. So many. Michelle Ohoyan is a great documentary filmmaker that I was lucky enough mm -hmm. to work with. Uh, it's Rise Up. It's, pole, it's, it's about women doing pole dancing mm -hmm. as a way to just fall in love with themselves. Like, they have such bad opinions of themselves, and many, many times because of what was done to them when they were little, mm -hmm. that it wrecks their whole life. Mm -hmm. That they carry these balls of rage with them, yep. or even worse, balls of, you know, self shame, shame and feeling that. that and it, I mean, that's one of the crazy things that's crazy because irrationally, anybody who got to be an adult realized. You have no fault for shit that people do to you. It's no. like you are... You're a victim. Absolutely. There's zero fault. But the fact that you realize irrationally doesn't mean that you have it deeper down. Yep. That there's... So to me, it's almost like you have to tell yourself this shit every single day over and over and over before maybe it sinks. And maybe not even you. Maybe somebody else has to... Somebody you like or respect or think highly of. If they tell you then you start becoming 
0.2% more real and it sinks a tiny bit deeper because I'm like man that's a lot of people who struggle with this stuff I think it's 60% range yeah I mean it's like, I don't know I'm just judging it purely in terms of anecdotal evidence in people I know in my life yeah but Jesus, if somebody doesn't have a horrible story in their past, like once in a while, I, when you run into somebody who's like, no, nope, I had a pretty cool. She's like, oh my God, they yeah. exist. I, well, I, wow. I, had it, I had it pretty good, but I did have a manager working in a clothing store who was a gay guy. He was after me every day I worked there. Right. So I can imagine that. But you're an adult then, right? Yeah. Well, I was like Mostly. 17, 18. Okay, okay. So I wasn't so, six. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, so nothing ever happened. Yeah. But it was fucking annoying. Oh, yeah, So sure. when I see all this Me Too stuff, sure. I can only imagine oh, yeah. where Multiplied people with power by, are, are plying yeah. their will on of these course. folks. Of I can't course. even imagine. The name of the movie is Strip Down, Rise Up, and it is fantastic. And... It sort of felt like you're saying like this the, the the snake oil person because this woman who put this stuff together something she discovered herself, but she found to get these women to learn how to pole dance, mm-hmm. not for the men, sure, 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 for themselves for to show the strength that they have relationship with the body. And, yep, yeah, of course. And then the story starts spilling out. Oh yeah, and it was just like this did a lot to help save these ladies. Not yep. save them. But no, but I know what you're... To make yeah. their life better. Find something that helps. And uh, exactly like you said, you know, no. If you're nine, it's not your fault. Absolutely. If you're just doing what the doctor told you, who if you mess this up, you're done with your entire career. And I wonder, because it's so fucking foreign to the way I think, Yes. that I don't understand how anybody can then wake up in the morning, go to sleep, and feel... Like, none of us ever grew up watching movies saying, I want to be the bad guy, the one that's twirling the mustache and doing evil shit to everyone. I want to be that guy. And yet, when people become that in life, and there are so many who do, how do you not look at yourself and go, whoa, 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 maybe I shouldn't. Maybe this is not who I want to be. Maybe, remember what I wanted to be was that other one, the heroic one who's cool and help other people type yeah. of stuff? No, now I'm a monster. Yeah, how do you, I don't, I mean, I take it to a level that I'm so, I'm so paranoid about this stuff that I always took it to a level like if I was uh, but especially as a teenager it was hilarious man it's like a woman could basically just be jumping on me stripping halfway sticking her tongue in my mouth and I'll be like but are you really sure because I don't know I don't want to cause any issue but, but are, are you, do you really mean it and it's kind of like shut the fuck up she wants to have fun just have a good time. I had like such a paranoia about it. I don't want anybody ever to have the slightest regret, the sli- walk away from any interactions with me where they feel worse than they did before they ran into me. Yeah. That I'm like bend over backwards 17 ways to try to avoid that because I'm like that shit, it's horrible. I want to be the person. I want to live that way. I don't want to do it to them and I don't want to do that to myself. Well, I've never understood. If your partner's not having a good time, why even bother? Right? That's always... uh, I would happily leave unfinished than not have my partner have a fantastic time. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Pleasure and 
just having a good time and how we've turned it into a something dirty around here yeah. which just fucks everything so if you got guilt built on top of it you're not even going to be able to attain what you're talking about but i'm completely what you said but yeah clearly you're, you're, a lot of you're willing to do this and yeah. and well yeah yeah but it's it, a gift treat it that way yeah and and of course there's a point where like my example is just a psych on the other side it's like dude lighten up a little you know you can you don't have to be but way i'm a nice guy it's like okay we established that's good yeah. you, you have good boundaries all that's go good. be nice but at the same time <laughs> light it up a little it's not uh, you know as long as you're honest as long as you're straight up with stuff and you are you're not deceiving anybody you're not taking advantage of anybody you're mindful of what other somebody else can be feeling leave it there then you can have fun you can be cool you can have casual things you can have all that right and that's not saying it has to be perfect it's never going to be no, perfect of course so not. if you're trying to obtain that yeah. you're wrecking yourself in the other direction absolutely it can certainly be a great time i don't know when we talk about people like the doctor whose name is gonna, that's actual evil yeah that's serious evil because you have to yeah love it and nurse it and yeah bring it into every day every opportunity you can just no, to wreck people that's so fucked up. And doesn't it feel like that's rising right now? I think it's so. Or is it always I there? I think that just... But again, it's something that I don't understand, so I can't even begin to put myself in that... Like, to me... Okay, forget even, like, the ultimate... Like, that serious evil shit, right? To me, in that scenario, there is no... There's no cure for that other than a bullet in the head. Exactly. You are yep. the scum of the earth. You are a horrible human being who should not be breathing. End of story. Yep. But then there are all those other cases where you run into people who are very cool people. They are nice. They are pleasant. They are fun. But their sense of empathy is a little tweaked. So they don't think they are doing anything wrong. And maybe objectively what they are doing is not rape, is not anything like that. But it's pushing the boundary of being, uh, you know, a little forward, which is part of flirting and part of all of that. That's cool. Certainly. But taking it about 10 steps further, where now is a little pushy. And again, a little pushy could be part of that dance you're playing. But when a little pushy just became a little more and a little more. And now it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Tony back 12. Let's go back 12 levels ago, because this is... And by the time then somebody goes like, oh, you took advantage of me. And they are like, what? Me? No, we were just flirting and you eventually went for it. So clearly that was good. And it's like, did you really not realize the difference between uh, a flirting dance back and forth and you being a semi-predatory asshole? Did you really go over your head? And um, yeah, nothing pretty about peer pressure. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. That's fucking ugly too. It's not as ugly as the straight up evil where you're doing it consciously and you don't care. You're not doing it consciously, but still, how would. You're creating real damage at that point. Yeah, you're creating real damage anyway. And so, in, precisely because of that, I would play it safe the other way. Yeah. Like, rather pass a few opportunities rather than uh, pursue at all costs. Of course, in now, a case now where... you have to regret that now. It's like, oh my God, if only. Right. That, oh that, yeah, that yeah. List of oh, like, man. oh man, all the times. What when, was I thinking? No, I mean I completed you <laughs> the other way, right? It's just like if I think about all the situations where some poor lady just had to go ultra frustrated, going, "What the fuck did I have to do for him to?" <laughs> 
So yeah, no, I get that. But but again, it's because I, and again, I don't. I refuse it to be like, oh, it's because I'm a nice guy. No, fuck. How is how else are you gonna be? How else are you not gonna be if you're not gonna be just trying to be mindful of other people's feelings? Just like, unpleasant asshole. Yeah. Why would you ever do that? And how would that ever work? Unless you're just gonna pressure somebody, guilt them into it. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling that some people maybe their their empathy broken. Yeah, it's kind of gone. So where they get it at a very very base level, but all they hear is the voice of their own ego saying another score, notch it up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I find it fascinating because, um, well, never mind again, I find fascinating the, the evil side because I'm like, what the hell must have gone wrong for you to turn into this? But I also find fascinating the ones that I did honestly don't think that they ever did anything wrong. You seem to run into them a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's wrong? I didn't do anything wrong. Right. I that? like them unconscious. What do you mean? <laughs> right. What? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, but again, not even tone it down even like five levels. No, no, from I'm there, with you there too. I, but I, like, I know those dudes. Yeah, and it's just like uh, somebody afterwards, and maybe it happened more than once, is having that level of regret. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it is you. No. Maybe you should have seen it coming. Savannah laughs her ass off when she remembers uh, the night when uh, we eventually hooked up. She said it was fucking hilarious because people usually, you know, they will just lean in for a kiss or do something. And off it goes. I had my whole, like, speech ready. And with each word, I just moves half an inch further away to make it more like, hey, there's all the, you have all the room to to get out (laughs) as you want, right? There's no pressure. And uh, that's pretty funny. I remember making the big move. And she had actually spent the night, but I wasn't, it didn't feel perfect. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So when we woke up in the morning, it was just like, Rah! right. But I wouldn't have done it any other way, man. Right. That, this, I was serious this time. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, of I'd, course. I'd, I'd had my experiences. Right. I'd had enough of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it had reached a point where it was easy, but it just wasn't meaningful. Right. And I didn't want any more of that. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's only the people involved are the ones. If everybody doesn't even matter what's the super serious, super casual, super whatever is like, if everybody involved is okay with it, yep, we're good. And ideally, make sure that people are okay with it for real, not because they are drunk or not because something else. Totally you know? not. It's That's like never a good choice. I can't even the imagine. Boxes to make sure that it's like really okay. Yep. But um, and then when all the green lights are on. Have a good time, kids. But yeah, that's that's what I find uh, weird about the people who are like, there is no such thing as a rape culture. This is, it's like, where the fuck do you live? Do you do you talk to anybody around? Because it's like, it's ugly. There's a lot of that shit. Yeah, both happening as well as the attitude behind it is very kind of predatory. Let me, hey, another notch on my belt kind of thing, and it's, I don't get it. No, no, no. But again, a little too preaching to the choir, right? right? As always, where we agree I, too much on that. You, yeah, you guys are bad. 
Yes. <laughs> no, this is. No, but honestly, I mean, beside the bad, I'm honestly curious at the mental process. And of course, I don't have an insight on that. I don't have a window into. But I think you have it nailed. That it's soul. that ego is just me, 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 right. me. This is mine. I deserve it. And so there's that at the kind of asshole level. And then if you take it 10 steps further, you get to the pure evil where you just. Do you think they see themselves as evil at that point? Or. I'd- you know, I was going to instantly say no, but I think when you reach that level of vileness, yeah, Maybe. you're embracing it. Maybe you know it and you're like, I just don't give a fuck. I just love it. It's, how, it's how who it I am. How else could that work? How could you wake up every morning and you, oh, I abused two girls yesterday yeah. in my practice. Right. And did it a thousand times. Yeah. You can't be like. Yeah, no. Or, I, 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 or maybe they bargain with themselves. No, oh, this is fine. If I'm not doing it, someone else is going to. Jesus. See, I don't see, I see no way of living with that. Well, on that note, I just noticed right now very interesting uh, synchronicity here because there's, uh, I forgot horrendously there was something for our mailbag for a while. Oh, excellent. A couple of questions by Mr. Juan Gabriel. Uh, and one is very fitting with where we're going here because there's, um, he said, uh, in light of the, do you say her name is Simone Biles? Simone. Simone. Simone, Simone yeah. Simone Biles. Okay. In light of her decision from uh, about compete, not competing in the Olympics due to mental health reason and the controversy it has caused, the argument always come up in the Olympics in various sports. Uh, athletes are expected to compete regardless of how they feel physically or mentally. And also, where is the line drawn for athletes that continue to compete regardless of risk of injury? That's another one. Like, I've seen all that stuff. It happened with Biles. It happened with, uh, I forget their name, uh, tennis player. I'm blanking out on the name. But in any case, the point being... Naomi Osaka. Yes. Naomi Osaka are exactly correct. Um, super high-level athletes yep. going through shit because being a super high-level athlete is as much mental as it is physical. There's a fuckload of pressure that you go through in your athletic life. And especially when uh, you need to deal... Like, it's the same story that you see in pretty much everything when it comes to success and having the media and the fans and everybody in your ears at all times 24-7. Some people will struggle with it at some point. Maybe they don't struggle part of their career and that one day hits them in a bad way. And if you are somebody who's uh, struggled with their emotion to begin with, or in the Biles case where you had serious abuse going on, of course you got your own demons and now you have to grapple with your demons on this giant stage where everybody's looking at your every move and anything less than perfection will result in everybody going she sucks she doesn't have it anymore look at that it reminds me of mike v mm-hmm. telling those stories that oh yeah his knees were wrecked yeah he had no capacity to actually do it anymore and he would do it for the fans yeah 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 and there's, a, and I think that's where one of those cases where it's like, you know, who has a voice in it? The athlete. Yes. It begins and dance right there. And it's about time that that's the case. Yeah, fuck everybody else's opinions, you know? It's like, it's you're the one who's, uh, well, in the case of Biles, risking your neck, because if you land wrong, you can screw yourself for life. In the case of Osaka, you lose a tennis game, but still, it's still your emotion. It's like, 
you don't need to break your neck for to deal if you're dealing with heavy depression like it sounded like she was everything is hard you know it doesn't have to be a risk of physical injury for it to be meaningful and to be tough so to me it's like when i read all that shit about people whining about oh they just need to toughen up it's like again it's enough of that being the the, the response i'll just toughen up it's, are you depressed i'll just toughen up I'll, it's my mantra for today fuck you yeah just what the hell do you know about it and even if by any chance you have been lucky enough that it worked for you in your life and you are this model of stoicism that every time stepped up under a tremendous pressure your day is coming sir <laughs> just consider yourself lucky yeah you know and because who knows what the hell it is is it innate is it something you have worked on yeah but maybe the very fact that you work on it is because you had innately something that allows you to work on it because somebody maybe doesn't uh, there are so many factors that i find the muscle flexing on that shit as much as i deeply fond of muscle flexing in every other context <laughs> i don't like it in that context i find it um because ultimately you never know what somebody else is going through no nope, you, you definitely know? don't and what Naomi and and Simone have done for other folks, though, I just what a great eye opener. They've certainly helped a million people. Definitely, I thought that was awesome, uh, and I was really disgusted with all the folks. Which, by the way, as always, you should be doing days, it for uh, the American flag, damn it! Like, and it always ended up being me? a political thing, right? It's like uh, these are. Uh, black athletes who got a lot of shit because of course if he was a white athlete do they get the same kind of shit maybe maybe not but it was interesting now there's something else to be said though about that line of figuring out how far you push because the most epic moments in sports usually happen when you push past a spot where you should probably have stopped yeah well that's when the, the carrie scruggs stuff came up remember when she literally did another vault with a shattered ankle right you do this that, thing that she through. probably didn't even need to do in the end was another sheer willpower yeah. and it's you admire that moment of like holy shit the michael jordan flu game where the guy's yep. throwing up everywhere is miserable and pull up. but it's a weird line and i don't know what the like let me preface by coming to the conclusion i have no fucking idea what the answer is nope we never because do. Because <laughs> clearly those things are, they're something epic. Yep. When in you the do moment, that, yep. and that moment is more inspiring than 10,000 speeches of any kind. However, for each time that it works in this perfect epic fashion, there are also times where you push way too far and you get horrendously messed up in the process at a price that's absolutely not worth the effort. Yeah, never coming back. And so it's one of those that, like, in combat sports is a classic, right? Like, what are the most heroic fights that people remember? Is when somebody's getting pummeled and they stay through with it in conditions where you're like, ref, please stop it, and they don't, and somehow they make a comeback, and that's like the greatest story ever yeah but every story ain't rocky exactly <laughs> for each one of those There's there a are a bunch where people take in. monstrous amount of abuse yep. and they would still get messed up in the end so it's like ooh, that's so it's a tough one man it's uh th whereas the other one was not a tough one it's a very simple discussion it's like just don't be a dick and let athletes figure out where their mental health is at and let them deal with their own thing oh. Um, this one is a, is a trickier one, you know, because it's kind of like you want to push and sometimes you have to push further than 
logic would dictate. And in the end, who is anybody else to tell you? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, where it so, gets. But that's, I mean, the entire conversation is consistent. We are pro for the person to do what's best with, for themselves. And occasionally that won't be the right thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, right, who else can, uh, can make that call? You know, the... We're not talking about the fellas leaning in on people. We're talking about people making decisions on their own. Well, but okay, it is that one. Like if we want to complicate it, if uh, you are in somebody's corner and they are messing themselves up, do you let them go out again when just through sheer warrior spirit they will do it? But you are, you're not in that frame of, like you are looking out for their best interests too and do you let them go out on their shield or do you call it? Like I remember watching a USC fight with this guy, Anthony Smith, who was getting mauled, like badly mauled. And uh, he had said to his corner, if anybody throw in the towel, uh, you never work with me again. You know, you, you want to be in my corner, it means you let me do my shit. But then you look at it and let me do my shit is getting his head bashed in with a ref that has fallen asleep three hours ago <laughs> and should have called it, and they don't. And you're like, that's brain damage. Every one of those moments is an additional layer of brain damage. Just throw in the fucking towel. But it's such a weird one. It's like, do you honor that warrior spirit of saying go and go off on your shield or do you say dude there's the rest of your life to think about i think you owe telling that person that at least at that moment it's like i know you don't want to stop right but you're getting hurt now yeah so i'm not going to tell you i would almost make a deal i would say i give you 60 seconds drop them in the next 60 seconds make the comeback that's great yeah if not, At second 61, it's over. We've all seen enough of this. So make the best of it. And I guess, I mean, you know, those are those moments. You make decisions like that. If your friend ended up getting his, you know, seriously concussed and never came back because you let him go that extra round, yeah. you're going to regret that. Oh, yeah. And if he was going to fire you, I mean, tough moment. I mean, that part is not even, I think it's probably those, conver the thing is that those conversations when you have them beforehand versus yeah. when you see it happening are two different things. Absolutely. And so whereas everybody's riled up at that point, yeah. here we go and it's a fighting. Yeah. Yeah. It's man. Your eyeball fell out, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's time to <laughs> it stop. Might be enough. Yes. That would be time to call it. Yes. <laughs> And on the question thing, okay, we go in a completely different direction, but let me see if I can, because this is a longer paragraph, let me see if I can summarize. It's basically about Adara Ching. It's talking about how Lao Tzu's advice is to keep a small country content with their own food and things, and in a way, sort of not to be overly ambitious with wanting what's in the next country and wanting their shit, which would lead to possible conflict and so on and so forth. But of course, this flies in the ways also of globalization and integration of different cultures and all of that. Yeah, I think, I guess if I can read through this, maybe there's a question to be had there regarding... Um, satisfying kind of being satisfied with what you got versus this constantly driving ambition for more wow what a world we would have if we could solve that yeah because that's like the equivalent of the do you stop the fight or not right is ambition wrong no it's not no nope. he's being satisfied with what you got wrong absolutely not 
can both of them be wrong if taken a little too far in that direction? Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you draw the line? That's the dance, right? That's what separates. I think this is what we're playing out in this world right now. It's the game, right? And I think that's why that's why Daoism is terrible for solving creating. things. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's great for solving things, but it's not a formula. You right. know what I mean? It's like it's great for solving things in that moment. You make that call, and three seconds later, you realize that that was the right call. The solving things is in your nose, is in your ability to read the situation, is in your ability to smell it right. and make the call. But it's not a dogma. So it's not that it's like, you know, every time you should put uh, 70% on the ambition side and 30 on be satisfied and it's going to work out great. Like, no, it doesn't. That's not how it works. This was a 99% version of right? the problem. Yeah. It's um, and I think that's why is one of the that's why I think dogmas are so attractive, because they offer you that simplicity. Like, oh, we have a solution to the problem, right? We're gonna use this every time, except that it works some of the time and it really is off base some of the other. Why? And instead, the Taoist thing is figure it out. Sometimes is uh, time to press the ambition pedal a little. Sometimes it's time to really ease that foot off that pedal. And uh, no, but I want a formula that I can follow every time. It's like, I'm fucking, I wish I could give you one. That's yeah. not the way life works. No, it doesn't work at all that way. That's just not the game. Well, maybe that's why we're here, just to make some wrong guesses, just to see how that cooks up. Right. And then hopefully you start getting a few more right than wrong. And uh, the wrong ones hopefully don't have horrendously bad consequences. And you are good to learn from them. But when you have 8 billion opinions. Yeah. No, that's a tough one. I love that question because, yeah, it would be nice. But if you're a smaller country and you have a way to make your people's days better or lives better, why wouldn't you want to reach out? And I understand. Well, I don't want you in my apple orchard, goddammit. And off it goes. I mean, in some way, I guess, um, it just made me think of it. What he's saying, that Taoist description of this sort of self-contained country is very much like Bhutan, which has a reputation for being a, again, the happiest culture in the there planet. There are stereotypes, and I'm sure there's a lot of shit going on that's not <laughs> as advertised. But generally speaking, happier rather than not. Let's put it that way where the average is a little better rather than not. So maybe there's something to it. Well, taking care of each other can't be a bad thing. That's definitely not a bad plan. So that's all I got. I'm vexed. Sound good, my man. I am. Uh, we announced it on the previous episode introduction because we just recorded it even though it's we're actually into this new episode right now, but it's the same day, and it's the day when I only had two hours of sleep thanks to a diarrhea exploding dog in my house that uh, I had to take care of through the night. That'll so, change your plans all by itself. So yeah, I'm more on the unconscious than the conscious. I just pat myself for the heroic effort to actually put in three words in a row that made any sense whatsoever. Oh, this was a good one. Because the bookmakers were not giving me great thoughts today. <laughs> they were like, no, he's gonna fuck it up today. Well, let's jump out of here. Cool. See let's y'all. go while we're ahead.
means one thing. That's the end of another fine episode of the Drunken House Podcast. What a fine episode it was. It was indeed. We went through some intense stuff, but hopefully something that can help people out. Well, that's the idea. Yep, that is the goal at the end of the day. So I wish you all a very good day. Take care, everybody. Yep, that's a wrap. Sweet. D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. Good shit. R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N and the numeral one. And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Dows Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as they come out. You can keep track of Danielli at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at Richimon1. R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N and the numeral one. We'll see you all soon. Woo! I don't want to hear this. No, you don't. In questo caso, in questo caso, le providenza di Dio. Duncan showed you the way, huh? Oh, man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. <laughs> this was great. It's fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. We've been yeah, having a great hour nice. here. Dun, dun, dun. Completely got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're outro. Oh, we're out. Okay, sorry. So that's so. Let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and uh, uh, your accent? It just whatever that movie is you were trying to tell can me. Can you about. translate for me, please? I believe the word was tombstone. Yeah, that one exactly. <laughs> just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> now, most everybody thought. <coughs> sorry. Well. <coughs> We'll do a cut on there. Or not. That was something else. <laughs> no, that's a bit too powerful. <laughs> what do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you. Get back to work. Funky. Podcasting. It's like radio, but you can cuss. Why?